This episode is dedicated to Bud Hammer. Rest in peace. One hundred and eighty-five miles south, a hardcore punk rock podcast. Moment of truth. So what would you do? It's me and you, face to face, and I got nothing to lose. What's up, everyone? This week on the pod, we are doing a best of 2021 and not a rehash episode. I'm not replaying an episode. We're talking 2021. And uh, we chose our favorite stuff of this year, or mostly mine. So don't hold uh, Daniel and Ben and Joe Rivas and Posse Chris and Clevo and Papalardo and everyone else accountable. It's, it's mostly me. With uh, If I got a little too egregious, Dan slapped me and we changed the answer. But uh, that's where we're at. Dan, what's up? What's going on? I've got to say, um, you know, 185 is a dictatorship, but we're happy being under the boot of Zach. That's right. Uh, normally, though, just a, just a Nike, you know? But, <laughs> no, normally in a D-Dos with four stripes. No, I've been wearing those, uh, like these Nike slips with like a little pocket on them. So I can have my weed in one pocket and my cash in the other. But, uh, <laughs> well, <there you> go. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh okay so yeah best of 2021 dan before we get into it because i didn't want to do an award for like best show you went to because that's so subjective and how can we compare what we saw compared to what other people compare or what they saw 
So what was the best show you went to this year? Because hardcore is a participation sport. You got to be there in the room or at the show, right? Yeah, that's right. I would say it's a toss-up between the two. I went to the, the mega show in San Jose, which was Gulch, Tsunami, Drain, uh, Scowl, and Zabalba, and that was sick. But the one I just went to just a, a little while ago was um, Torso, Urban Sprawl, Big Laugh, and Cell Rot. And it, it was inside a deli in Oakland, and it was fucking sick. And um, I hadn't seen Torso for a couple years, for obvious reasons. That band is unbelievable live. Like, they are the tightest, most just amazing uh, band out. Like, I, I love watching them. It You know when all four members are so, like, just masters of their craft, so you can watch each member for, like, two or three minutes by themselves <laughs> on a, you know, over a couple songs and then switch to another member and just watch that? And, and then, of course, you're watching The Pit, too because the pit is great. <laughs> yeah, man. No, I, I feel the same way. Like it's so great getting blown away by hardcore bands, like in my forties. Right. And, uh, I saw drain for the first time this year and I saw Zulu for the first time this year. And both of them straight up blew me away. And those are different shows. And I saw them both at a, at a venue that is not super conducive for hardcore. Like a weird setup, you know, like Danny been a soda bar. Yeah, there's a big there's a big pole right in the middle of the stage slash dance floor. Yeah, and also like the stage is kind of aimed in a weird direction, so like the singer doesn't know like where to to go <laughs> off to. The whole room is like fucked, but like it's really cool. I love seeing shows there because it's small and it's also kind of like a, a show like that is kind of a proving ground, right? You're not in like a perfect club where it all makes sense and everything's great. So it's like kind of like you have to shine in spite of like the shortcomings of the club. And so the great bands kill it and some bands eat their dick, dude, you know, it's just what happens. And uh, yeah, both those bands absolutely killed it. Also it was great going up to uh, the Bay and getting to see powerhouse and also getting to see tsunami for the first time, because, you know, we we've been early uh, adopters of that tsunami, the tsunami style, you know, and uh, to get to see them and see that like, it works so well in person, right? Like Mike Dirt's tone is so ill. All the tempos they hit are so ill. It's just, it's crushing. Like they're huge for a reason. And uh, I think that, uh, you know, go see Tsunami will be a believer for sure. Oh yeah. And the, and the way Joseph goes from being the nicest, most mild mannered person ever in person to when he grabs the mic and just, transforms into like an aggro front man. And it's fucking awesome. It is so good. All right. Well, we got a bunch of categories here. Let's jump right in. So uh, we don't go all night, but uh, Dan, what's, what are we kicking off with? We are going to start with best label, best label of 2021. And the nominees are drum roll, please. Triple B records, flat spot, La Vida Esun Muse Discos, or just La Vida Esun Muse, they go by both, and Indecision Records, also known as the Mighty Mighty Indecision Records. 
chill out, people. <laughs> we don't uh, want to be here all night. Uh, yeah, this is ill. Triple B, they put out the Never Ending Game 7-inch. They did the America's Hardcore 5 compilation. They did the Dead Heat LP, the Pillars of Ivory 12-inch, the Tsunami Gulch split 7-inch, amongst many other things. Flat Spot. They do the Buggin' Flexi. They do the Section Heat LP. They do the Zulu 12-inch, which is a repress of the two EPs that I believe only came out on cassette before. And then they finish out the year with a Scowl LP. La Vida Es Un Moose. They do the Chisel LP. They do the Tack Beer LP. Good EP. God. Yeah, the Tack Beer EP. Sorry, it's a, it's a repress of the demo. Yeah, That thing is insane. Uh, the Shit, S-H-I-T, 7-inch. The Rat Cage Nervous SS Split LP that Daniel loves. The Seal. Sorry, I can't pronounce it properly. The 7-inch, uh, one of Daniel's picks of last year. And uh, the Chain Colt 12-inch. Crazy year for La Vida Es Un Moose. And that is just a taste of what they put out. Indecision this year, the Abrasion 7-inch just came out. I don't know if it's shipped yet, but you can check that. The Mighty Mighty Over My Dead Body No Runners reissue, what's up? Uh, the Stay Gold reissue, which is like the base, the discography, all on vinyl. Skullcrack did a new 12-inch, and our boys in tuning did a great 12-inch with some of the best artwork of the year. So uh, there's that. And... Yeah, Daniel, should we take it to the? Uh... Well, I, I just want to. I want to say the things that make all of these awesome is that all of these labels are in it to win it. You know, they're all putting out tons of stuff. La Vida SMUs is like gathering hardcore from all over the world that I would, you know, they're bringing stuff to our plates and letting us get in on it. Uh, flat spot, just banger after banger, and then Triple B. <laughs> you you close your eyes, you open them again. There's another triple B release, you know, <laughs> it, that's the way it goes. So, all right, let's take it to the envelope. Zach, do the honors. All right. I'm going to open the envelope here. And uh, the winner is flat spot records. <laughs> All right, I have Ricky and Shay from uh, Flat Spot Records. Uh, congratulations, dudes! This this year for Flat Spot has been pretty much flawless. What a year! What's your what's your take on it, Ricky? Um, well, thank you, man. I appreciate all the kind words, and it's just been it's been awesome to see some of these bands develop into what they're doing now and get back on the road, put out some great releases, and and do their thing. So, you know, last year was. It's tough on so many people, but, you know, realistically, we spent a lot of last year just kind of buttoning certain things up and, you know, adding different bands to, to the roster and even, you know, hiring some people to work for Flatspot, too, for the first time, which is really dope. Um, so it was kind of like just ironing certain things out so that we could have a great year this year and, and uh, it went awesome. So I appreciate the kind words. Yeah, let's go through it just for a second here. So the year starts off, you you do the flexi, the buggin seven inch flexi, and then the monster, the section eight LP, the section heat LP. This thing is so good. It's like the perfect mashup of like, I don't know, like brutality. It's like mosh, but it's fucking fast, crazy punk. I don't know. It's like Mike's a fucking madman, huh? Yeah. 
I mean, that was uh, a lot of fun to put out. Um, you know, uh, the the last two EPs, they killed it. So we kind of expected the LP to be just as insane. And uh, and the Bug and Flexi was also a lot of fun to put out. Um, you know, in my case, that was a band that caught my eye back in like 2019. And I was, you know, and, and we just thought that we needed to hop on uh, with Buggin to get them. So yeah, the Buggin, Flexi, and the Section 8 LP definitely was exciting to put out. Yeah. And then you guys do my absolute favorite thing in the world, which is when bands put out EPs that may or may not be in press, you do a re-release, put it on a 12 inch. This is what you do with the two Zulu LP or the two Zulu like EPs that they did. And this release is awesome. It's absolutely perfect. What's your take on it? Yeah. So that was just us figuring out like, it, it was really a, a conversation with Anaya uh, initially when we when we decided, hey, we're, we're really interested in Zulu, both Shay and I, and wanted to talk to them. And I had some history with Anaya, just knowing him from from going to shows in Cali every once in a while and and uh, seeing him around and being a fan of him just, uh, you know, as a musician. Um, so that idea kind of came from him. But uh, so we just helped him execute it. And then. We, you know, we thought it'd be great to, to add a visual too. Um, and we, we, you know, it, it's definitely, a, it's a bit of a backwards idea to throw out a visual for, uh, and when I say visual, I mean a, a music video for, for a track that's been out for a while like that. But to be honest, it actually just put a, a bunch of different eyes on the band. And I think it helped out the release a ton too, which was great. And um to see them kind of start touring and do their thing a bit even more. Um, it's been awesome. You know, they're out on the road today, you know, which is great. Yeah. They're amazing. I seen them last week and they were mind blowing. I'm rooting for them to be the biggest band in the world. And then uh, let's cap off flash spots a year, 2021 put out another contender for LP of the year, which is the scowl LP, how flowers grow. Shay, how does this come about? Um, well, uh, I believe Malachi was hitting us up about that. And um, we got in touch with them. Um, and, uh, you know, when we checked them out musically, it was amazing. And it was just cool that, you know, they wanted to do something with us and we wanted to do something with them. And uh, and they've been so active, just pushing the LP. Sonically, it sounds amazing. All the videos and visuals they've done with the with the singles on the LP have came out amazing too. Um and uh yeah it was you know definitely a lot of fun putting that out and uh definitely exciting. Yeah I, I love the production on it because they're like a, a pretty raw sounding band but they don't go for that they're not hiding behind a raw sound like they're letting it come out because that's who they are not trying to like go for some like whack aesthetic. Like I, I love this thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, like the that was the first thing that grabbed my attention when I heard the album. Uh, I thought that the prod production was amazing and the songs were awesome, you know. Um, and you know, to even hear a song like "Cease to Sow" get thrown in there, it's it's you know they, they that there's so much potential in you know not only just the album itself, but uh, what they can do in the future too. So. We were really excited and, and they're they're incredibly hardworking and and you know just down to to 
you know, shoot a music video at like a moment's notice and figure it out and, and grind too. And, and that's, uh, it's great to see that, that, you know, younger hardcore bands are still like, still have that grind in them. You know, it, it makes me psyched. Yeah. I love it. Well, guys, congratulations on a, got a near perfect 2021. And thanks for, uh, believing in hardcore and putting it out and keeping this thing alive. Hey, thank you. Thank you, man. Keep doing what you're doing too. You're helping, you know, spread the gospel. So appreciate it. All right. The next category we got to jump into is the best EP art. The nominees we have are the band C4, their album Chaos Strikes, the Chisel Flexi 7-inch, also known as the Angry Hash Brown 7-inch, the Tsunami Gulch Split 7-inch, and the Torso Home Wrecked Record. God damn it. Fuck. (laughs) They can't all be winners, fellas. But uh, I hit the wrong button. Here's the right button. So we're cheering for all these releases and their artwork, but we're not cheering for Zach for hitting the wrong button. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Dan, what's your take on these? Um, so cool. Like the chaos strikes LP on, uh, on, um, or EP. There's 10 songs. I don't know which to call it. Uh, that's on triple B. It looks like some of your old, like intense energy art, but then just ramped up with some steroids. Um, the chisel flexi, I absolutely love it because growing up there was the this basically this breakfast thing called Weetabix, right? And that's what these are. And in the early eighties they had like madness doing the music and these Weetabix cartoon things like on the ads. Look it up on YouTube. It's so cool. Um it, it's really rad that like basically skinhead like breakfast <laughs> um wheat was uh, a national thing. Pretty cool. Um, the Tsunami Gulch split 7-inch is by the same artist um, that did the Gulch LP, and it is phenomenal. And then the Torso Homewrecked 7-inch is uh, really awesome because it is talking about the... It's going off of the song Homewrecked, which is about the gentrification and the displacement of people in Oakland as people from across the bay tech come looking for other places and start shoving, you know, basically mass gentrification and the art on it is unbelievable. So I'm going to open this envelope and the winner is torso home wrecked art by. Art by Johannes Stahl. Hell yeah. All right. Obviously, this is not a science, people. We're uh, figuring it out as we go. But uh, it's an end-of-the-year celebration, so that's what's up. All right. Next category, we're going to do the best album art. Dan, what are our choices? All right. So we've got some bangers here. We are, and the nominees are... Dare against all odds LP. 
Regional Justice Centre, Crime and Punishment LP, Dead Heat, World at War, and God's Hate, the God's Hate LP. Dude, these are all sick, and they all came out on 12-inch, which rules. Um, the Regional Justice Center Crime and Punishment LP is just so dark and haunting, and, like, you don't know what's going on, but it you can, like, have your own conclusions. It's just, like, one of those pieces of art that, like, it does what art is supposed to do, right? It grabs you, and you're like, what the fuck? You feel uncomfortable. You just feel something. You know, yeah. and, and I, I love that about it. What do you think, Dan? Yeah, I, I, I agree. It it sets the tone of the LP before you even start to, you know, dive in audio wise. You know, it gives you that that um it lets you know what you're in store for, you know. Uh, yeah, which God is just hate. a slab of brutality. Yeah, yeah. the God's Eat LP, your take? Yeah, I mean how fucking sick is it? so it's a samurai Bushido with two Uzis shooting <laughs> traditional dragons and tigers through the head while just raging. I mean, and their logo is sick too. Like, it's an unbelievable album cover. I, I, I really love it. <laughs> yeah, and again, it's just it's giving you a preview of what you're in for, right? And like the the total package delivers. You know, you know you're in for brutality, and they deliver. Uh, the Dare LP, I love it as well. I love the color scheme. I love the art on it. You know, like it looks nice from a distance. Then you dial it in and it's like sick. You got a bunch of stuff. You got some people throwing dice. You got someone skateboarding, you know, maybe a couple people skateboarding, someone tagging. And yeah. I, I just love the color scheme, like kind of like the pastel style. And uh, I dig it. What's your take, Dan? Oh. oh, it's incredible. And it gives a little nod to Powerhouse you know, rolling the craps there. Totally. Um, I, yeah, it's so cool. It's like almost like what would be if, if like living in, in like uh, the hood is like done by someone doing a cool catalog, you know, it's kind of like that. It, it's really cool. I, I, I really love it. Yeah. And then wrapping up the dead heat LP, uh, the world at war. It's like, I love this because you know it's going to be a crossover, a thrash record, and they got their character. He's like going on, like you know, Maida's got a character, Iron Maiden's got a character, and this is actually drawn by uh, the guitarist Anthony. So uh, it's sick that it's like in house. It's just artists making music, making art, like the whole package. I, I love how this looks. Oh man, it's <laughs> it's so sick. It just makes me want to see the eighties movie that this album cover is. Um, like what did Kiefer Sutherland do to be <laughs> impaled on the barbed wire fence? <laughs> Cause it looks just like Kiefer Sutherland from lost boys. And then that dude getting his head blown apart from, and you're standing behind him watching it. It's amazing. Also, it's got like toxic waste pouring. It's good. It, everything about it is so sick. And it looks like a, a, uh, you know, the dead heat character just, <laughs> I need to see this film. Like, please animate this and make it a full-on movie. I, I want to see it. Yeah, Kurt Russell, where are you at? Escape from Oxnard. You know, <laughs> it's got to happen. All right. Well, let me rip that envelope. All right. And the winner is Regional Justice Center Crime and Punishment. 
All right, next category, we are doing best album production. So this is the engineering of the album. What sounds dope? All right, the nominees we have are the God's Hate LP, titled God's Hate, which also features the song God's Hate, Killer LP, uh, done by Taylor Young. I don't have all the engineers up because we did this kind of last minute, but uh, I knew that one is Taylor. He did it from the pit, which is his uh, spot. Second selection is the Slant LP. Uh, I believe it's titled First. It is in uh, Korean lettering, so that's the best I can do with the translator. I think it's just Slant First LP. Also, the Boot Licker, the Boot Licker self-titled LP. Talked about this one on the pod. And finally, the Gridiron side of their uh, the Worldwide Brotherhood split seven inch. So uh, yeah. No, thank you very much, crowd. We'll be here all night. Uh, Dan, what's your take on this stuff? Well, I gotta say that um, I gotta say that Raquel Welch down front is really rooting for the Slant LP. She's a she's a huge fan. Um, I I love the production on the Slant LP. It is, you know, sometimes we mention on the pod how the production can be that fifth member or sixth member of a band to really just dial in the sound, and I think. On this LP, it really does that. It rides that fine line between um, the vintage style production that some bands are going to, and then also everything being audible and awesome. So it it, it really you know enhances the the basically the grittiness of this and really harnesses it. And then the flip side of that is the bootlicker, whereas this is brutal brutal like punk street punk um but they have relatively clean guitars with very very low distortion and god what a palate cleanser to the rest of you know everything else is this lp is so good i listened to it so many times um the gridiron you know you also get a little bit of a hip hop there with it too <laughs> you know so you get you get your double production and then the god's hate lp it just sounds huge it just sounds brutal evil and huge you yeah know. working backwards like that gridiron split seven inch it sounds so perfect and bright for that style it's like it sounds so polished and produced but still sounds so meaty and brutal so you can get like the the tough guy breakdowns and tempo changes and so forth I love it. It's like apex recording for the style. The bootlicker is just such a wild recording. And like, I just, we got to give shine for that. They went there, right? It's like almost like non-distorted guitars with like this super distorted bass underneath it, which just gives it this wild sound that is really indescribable. You just got to check it out yourself. The slant LP. Good God for a raw recording. It is so bright and so audible as Daniel says, and just the way the LP kicks in, like there's so much riding on the recording. It's like, that's a beautiful thing. Danny saying, this is something where it's almost like the recording is a fifth instrument. I think the God's hate is kind of that way as well. Um, but the slant LP just kicking in with like the guitar strumming by itself. And you're just like, Ooh, here we go. You know? And then the drums kick, it comes in with the bass and we're instrumental, like in a mid tempo thing. And then it kicks fast with the singing. And it's just like the way they do the building blocks and you, still can hear everything so clearly without it being muddied. And it's a fast, aggressive, 
old school hardcore record. <laughs> it's like so untouchable, dude. Um, and then the God's Hate is just something that it sounds so good and so brutal. I like listening to it almost for the recording more than the songs. Like these songs for my uh, simple brain, like they're almost a little too tech for me. Like I, I, I find my taste going a little more like the gridiron route when I want to hear like brutal, like beatdown esque music. Um, this God's Hate is just so tech because these these players are just apex level players in the hardcore game they're like taking chances they're going there and this thing is just a slab of brutality i love listening to it because it sounds so big so brutal so awesome and uh yeah these four lps are absolutely amazing i i I echo what you're saying about the god's hate thing it seems like the when people go in uh with taylor to do recordings he's pushing them you know it seems like that's a thing like let's let's get the best performance out of you let's get the best you know let's up your game have you thought about this i mean i don't know that for sure but all of those latest recordings coming out with him it i mean people are really showing their chops <laughs> you know anyway. it's out of this world it's out of this world well dan I'm, let's go I'm to you envelope. here we go And the winner is God's Hate, God's Hate LP, coming out of the pit. All right, we have Taylor Young, who's the engineer for the LP God's Hate, and also the guitarist, I believe, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, man. This record sounds so good. You know, everyone knows you go to the pit, you get a good recording, right? But this is like, you kind of outdid yourself. Do you feel the same way or you feel this like just what you do? Um, it's just what I do. But at the same time, it, 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 I would say it sounds different than a lot of my stuff. I, w- I don't know if I would say better, but it's like uh, I was aiming for like a, a 2005 like relapse records, uh, death metal record or something like that. I feel like I hit it. Yeah, no, it's sick. Is there more pressure recording your own band than it is recording someone else's band, do you think? Yes, definitely. And uh, recording like things that my brother has written, there's a little extra pressure too because he's even more picky than I am. Mm. Um, so a lot of that was, there was a lot of push and pull between me and him. Um, so... I would give some credit to how it sounds to him because he would, he was relentless with getting it to be right. Yeah. It just, it's, it's brutal, dude. Like we talk sometimes about the, uh, the early eighties hardcore bands, like their recordings are almost like the fifth member in the band. Like if you took that away, oh, yeah. like they wouldn't be anything, you know, I mean, not the that they early wouldn't be 80s? anything, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you're a hardcore punk band in 81, like that recording is so crucial to you. You know, if you yeah. record it in 2020, it doesn't sound the same, you know? And this oh, is like the proof's in the pudding. Whenever those fucking bands re-record songs, it sounds like shit. Oh, I know. It's brutal. Huh? But yeah, like this is almost like that in a way for me. It's like the, the recording is part of like the reason why I enjoy it so much. Like it is almost like one of the members. I, I would agree. Cause the part, the parts that need to hit hit partially because of the recording, but the songs are just good too. 
That's true. The songs are very good. It was brutal, dude. Anyway, congratulations. Thanks so much for doing this. Fuck yeah, thank you. All right, next up, we have a very interesting category. We have the biggest disappointments of 2021. Now, all of these nominees have really earned their spot on the list, so let's uh, let's go through them. One, no new Retaliate album. What gives? Uh-huh. Come on. We need it. Number two, this is a very, very poignant one. Don Diego's continued cowardice to rematch the champ, Dan San, in trivia when he was handed a weak victory. He's running from the Rick to Life lyrics. He's running from me. Step your game up, Don. <laughs> Number three, Gulch announces a breakup. You know, they're going to be doing a bunch of shows and then they're going to be breaking up in uh, 2022. And this is heartbreaking because this band is at the top of the mountaintop. They are absolutely killing everything. All right. And then the fourth one, this is uh, controversial. I don't know if I agree completely, but it is a very big disappointment. Daniel misses the powerhouse reunion in San Francisco to be back home watching Manchester City lose to Crystal Palace and then go and tearfully eat spotted dick. (laughs) I think I should have read these ones. so funny that you're in like the rock first or third person. I know. I have have arched my eyebrow as well. Yeah. I mean, we got to dial in on number two. Don Diego, what the hell? Come and uh, face your boy, dude. You, uh, you beat him up by a, by an eyelash, you know, a speckle hair, you know, and, and you're, you're too scared to lay it down again. That's rough. The big one, Gulch announcing the breakup, probably the best hardcore band on the planet right now when it comes to creativity and just like an all out, like assault on your humanity. Like it's such a disappointment. They're breaking up, but you know, you got to do what's true to you, Dan, I was just sad I didn't get to see you at the Power House show. So sorry for putting that on the list. And no new Retaliate album. <laughs> you guys got to wait another seven years or whatever. But uh, hit Spotify, listen to our last album, came out in 2020, and uh, handle business. But, yeah, it came uh, out at the very end of 2020. So it almost counts as a 2021 release because we've enjoyed it all year long. Yeah, and we've only played one show since then. So what's up? We'll see what we do in uh, 2022. Coming to a city near you, possibly. Um, okay, well, let's see who the winner is. All right, the winner is a tie. They are all disappointing. All right, next category, best demo. These are some bangers on the list. Uh, the demand demo. Got to go to demand.bandcamp.com. This is one that we've been propping. Uh, came to us from Posse Chris, so you know it's dope. This thing rules. Also, the Field of Flames, Remnants of a Collapsed Existence demo. This is like the greatest like version of 90s like metal horror, metal core, hardcore. I absolutely love this, even though I'm not a fan of the style. I love it in spite of that. It's that good. The slug demo, 
rager down the middle punk hardcore demo with awesome artwork. You know, I, I love like, I don't know why the slug gives me. It just does. It makes me love it more. And then also the tack beer uh, victory belongs to those who fight for a right cause. Um, it was a demo this year, early in the year, I believe in February, it got repressed by La Vida Es Un Mus onto 7-inch. And uh, Dan, what's your take on this stuff? Oh, my God. Well, Field of Flames is the resurrection of all the straight-edge metalcore that you wanted from 93 to 96. Like, they're just nailing that, and it sounds awesome. And the passion, and yet again, another San Jose band just delivering, you know. The demand demo, if you go back a few episodes on uh, 185, we talk this and uh, everyone has wonderful things to say about it because it completely rips. Um, Definitely suggest you go and listen to that. The slug demo, I am not familiar with, so I'm excited to dive into something now. Um, This one hasn't been passed my way and I'm an old fogey and learn about things the long on the long round roundabout. So I'll be listening to that. And then Jesus Christ, tack beer victory belongs to those who fight for a right cause. This thing is incredible. It's a Moroccan Arabic female fronted, amazing uh, band part of Tawaka core, which is, um, Islamic bands dealing with the problems within Islam, lyrically, etc. Unbelievable. Uh, what I love about the sound of this. It, okay, hear me out. Unknown Pleasures by Joy Division sounds like each person was isolated in a room with their instrument, and then the production is like that. This almost has that, and it almost has the, uh, the drums almost sounding programmed or perhaps they are, I'm not sure. But, oh my God, I love this demo so much. So, so much. Um, so those are my takes. What did you think, Zach? The tack beer got me from seeing a video that someone posted online, and I was like, what is this? Like, obviously, right? It's going to grab you because, yeah. you know, whatever. And I was like, this is so raging and sick. And then the recording is exactly like you said, Dan. That's a pretty brilliant way to put it. Like everything sounds very isolated and you're right. The drums might be programmed. Maybe they're not, but they sound dope, which is sick. Like I love, I'm, I'm just really loving like in 2021 and then going into next year, anytime that like bands are doing some raw shit, but not falling into all the bullshit raw tropes, like that rules, have your drum sound dope. Fuck it. You know, yeah. like just make your stuff sound as dope as possible. And I talked the other ones, uh, the demand demo, just right down the pipe killer 2021 hardcore demo takes that slight right hand turn at the end going melodic. And it's like, I don't know what's going on here. So like, whatever sky's the limit for this band. They can do whatever they want. Field of flames, a band that's like kicking ass in a, uh, a genre that I'm not like the biggest fan at, but somehow they write these songs that are entertaining enough that they keep my attention. And I just, I love listening to this thing. And then the slug demo, like I said, just straightforward punk hardcore, I think from the Cleveland area. And again, I just love the imagery. So uh, this made the list. And uh, that's that. Let's go to Daniel for the winner. All right. Oh, 
And the winner is Takbir. Victory belongs to those who fight for a right cause. Well, when you... Were you trying to say more? I was just going to say, hey, well, when you take on, you know, such heady topics, like how can you not win? But <laughs> never mind. I like <laughs> right I like getting cut off. It, it It's going to make it a way better listen. <laughs> All right. Uh, next category. We're going into the best reissue. And uh, there's some good stuff this year, Dan. Uh, what do we have on the uh, the nominations? Um, okay. Zulu, my people hold on slash our day will come. Incredible, heartfelt, amazing hardcore. Seven seconds, the crew on trust records. <laughs> I mean, what, what needs to be said about this LP? Unbelievable. Antidote, thou shalt not kill on Radio Rahim. What an incredible label that does some of the best reissues ever. Verbal Assault on slash Exit on Atomic Action. Unbelievable. And then, uh, you know, there's another reissue called Over My Dead Body, No Runners on Indecision Records. What a banger. Love it. Love it. Oh, shit. I got to hit this. I see you, Tom Hanks. (laughs) What's up, Tom? How you doing? Uh yeah, these are all killer. The overnight body, killer artwork. Sean Straup, what's up, dude? Gets the LP treatment, which is ill. Uh, the verbal assault just been out of print for a while, and now it's back and it's on Spotify, which is the most important thing. Is that these things are hitting the streaming platforms? I love when people like reissue shit. That's great. It's important. It's cool. But like the main thing is like get the music back out for the people. You know what I mean? Like, I wish people wouldn't hold back on putting out the digital, especially when you're going to just like, you know, press 500 or a thousand of a record. You're going to sell them all. Just get the music out, you know? And so it's just so nice that this is available again. Verbal Assault, one of the greatest hardcore bands of all time, maybe the most underrated hardcore band of all time. So this is like the later section of their catalog is back online. So check it out. Trial is one of the greatest things ever, but these two are, Totally awesome as well. And uh, Exit was hard to get because I think it only came out on a Euro label and it was like a four song 10 inch. <clears throat> it took me a long time to get it. I only got it like three years ago for the first time. So, and Bedge, who is a Verbal Assault super fan, just got it like a couple weeks ago. So, uh, super cool that it's back. The Antidote, one of the greatest hardcore seven inches. We've talked to death on the pod, getting the 12 inch treatment. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, the Zulu again, this is my favorite shit. Like take two modern EPs, you know, cause bands, when they come out, you don't want to like inundate the people with like too much material, you know, two seven inches. That's great to get people going Two demos, two digital EPs, whatever you want to do Two nice little chunks of music to get people excited about your band and then repress it on a 12 inch. This is what it's all about. I love it. It's my absolute favorite format. And then, Seven Seconds to Crew, one of the greatest hardcore LPs of all time, you know, getting like the the trust treatment. You know, we knew what we were going to get because the circle, the circle Jerks group sex repress was great. And here they're doing it again with Seven Seconds to the Crew. 
They're going to do it next year with the aggression. Don't be mistaken, LP. This label's just so exciting for the repress stuff. Dan, what's your take on this stuff? Yeah, I kind of broke it down in the announcements, but I mean, yeah, there's another seven seconds LP with uh, extra information and art and stuff. Uh, yes, sign me up. I'm there. Zulu, so awesome to be able to. Um, this is my biggest regret that I haven't seen them in 2021. Like, I, I've I've watched a lot of their stuff online though, a lot of live performance stuff online, and I absolutely you know i'm a believer in that band unbelievably you know <laughs> i'm a that sounds so weird i'm a believer unbelievably um antidote of course you know they did they did this just for zach so he doesn't have to get up and flip the record shout out Rio um, rahim yeah uh and then yeah like you said two of the most underrated hardcore bands of all time verbal assault and over my dead body I love it. I love it. Okay. All right. Let's. Here we go. And the winner is for best reissue, seven seconds, the crew, trust records. All right. We have Joe Nelson from Trust Records. Uh, wanted to talk about the seven seconds, the crew LP reissue, Joe, this was an impressive project, you know, like normally you get a reissue, like there might be a, you know, like an updated bio or something inside. There might be a poster. It's on a different yeah. color vinyl, but this thing's like, I don't know. It's like a documentary you can play almost. Oh yeah. That's it. That's a that's a cool description. I'm gonna I'm gonna use that. That's it. Um, well, f- I appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, yeah, I think I think you know I'm I've been collecting records. Well, I'm not a huge record collector, but I've been buying records. I'll say and and for I'm 51 for like 40 years at least. And when we started this label and, and realized we were going to do these reissues, the one thing we thought of is like for something like seven seconds, the crew, which we're talking about, it's, you know, that record's been out for 40 years. It's gone out. It has many different colors and stuff. And it's not like anything. Anyone who knows seven seconds has that record since it's a touchdown for the band. So when we started talking about doing this, we wanted to make sure it was, we call them like museum type pieces. Like this is seven seconds, the crew and everything you need to know about seven seconds, the crew. And you know, just to kind of tip my hat a little bit, it's, we, we, you know, we, we are partners with the Stearns with the BYO catalog and walk together, rock together and new in, which are two other seven seconds records. We'll be releasing those. It'll tell the story. So what you have with the crew is the beginning of an oral history that will continue with seven seconds all the way through those three records. So like as a companion piece, like the trilogy, it'll be a really cool thing where you could just basically, you could read it like a book and learn everything you have to about seven seconds. But uh, I think that's the only way for what we're doing with trust. It's the only way we can put out these records and make them kind of resonate with people again, or make it something that you want to get because, you know, hardcore's hardcore's a tough listen sometimes when you get older. So I don't expect people would want to, a lot of people are buying seven seconds of crew. Cause like, man, I really got to hear not just boys fun because they already know it and love it. So that's kind of like the hook. Like if you buy that reissue that we did, like you're going to get, your money's worth with that book that comes within it. And and I think it's a, you know, 
I think that's kind of the blueprint for what we'll be doing with, mo- with most records going forward. Right. And also BYO did such a good job of pretty much keeping everything in print through oh, yeah. their run. So like yeah. you do have to do something special to do a, a reissue. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, that's true. And they did a great job keeping that catalog alive. And so, yeah, you need to do something else. I think it's funny because the first record before that was Circle Jerks Group Sex. And when we put that record out, that has a 20-page booklet in it too. It's more anecdotal. Um, I think it's great, but it's not like an oral history, like the Seven Seconds one. Uh, But when we first brought that to the distributors and stores, like there was no one was interested in that record because it'd been out for 40 years. And I, and we, Matt Pincus, who's the other founder of trust with me, we were just like, all right, well, we'll still put out, like still putting it out. And that thing sold out so fast that when seven seconds of crew came and we throw it back to distributors, they were like, yeah, we really want it. And we were like, okay, we pressed, you know, twice as much of that than we did circle jerk group sex even though traditionally circle jerks group sex is a better selling record. You know what I mean? Because we realized, because, you know, we realized not that we were right and they were wrong, but in a sense, you know, we were right and they were wrong. You yeah, know yeah. I mean? Like and, we knew this was cool. Yeah. And, and this is some, it's a, it's a similar situation as well. Cause frontier also did such a good job of keeping everything in print. Sure. Yeah. Lisa's and Lisa's still going at it, cranking out cool records. Like the thing I love about frontier and, and Lisa fans are just since we're mentioners, she is out there in the clubs tonight looking for new bands like that is a true music fan man and, and that's why her label's been iconic and same with the stern brothers that's why it's great when we partner with them it's like those guys are in it like they're they've never left like they're in it man like doing bands putting punk rock bowling you know like they're interested in with we're a partnership with the byl releases so they're like involved just as much as we are you know so um yeah, it's been really fun, man. And I pre- I really appreciate the love that you guys have shown and, and other people. But I think it's like, I, I do think like once we kind of figured this out, like you know, we only had two releases, the third one comes out next, you know, in a couple months, but we realized, okay, this is the blueprint, how we'll, we'll make records. If you see a, like a physical product with trust name on it, you know, it's not just the record and like liner notes, right? You know, it's going to be, a, a, you know, as much stuff as we can cram in there and still like someone make a profit on it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Circle Tricks release was awesome, but it was last year. So uh, 2021, this thing is epic. We absolutely love it. Thanks for uh, helping keep everything alive, Joe. I appreciate it, Zach, man. Good luck to y'all. Thanks for having us. And hey, thanks for voting at the best reissue. Yeah, man. That's what's up. All right, brother. All right. Thank you. Goodbye. All right. Next category, we're going to do the best compilation track. All these tracks came out on two different uh, comp LPs this year. But two great comps, hardcore comps rule, especially in the digital era when you skip through them. Like, you know, growing up listening to like those mystic compilations with like 30 bands on them and you're listening to them on an LP, it's like if you're not paying attention and you like lose what song you're on, you're totally fucked. You know? So <laughs> and also, you know, I mean you don't lose your place on it, but you know, we've got to give a shout out to Cinema Beer Tay. We've got to give a shout out to Cinema Beer Nuts, you know, yeah. video comps. Yeah, dude. Cinema beer goggles, the greatest one, number two. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so here's we here's what we got for the nominees. Number one, Mind Force, the song I R D A came out on One Scene Unity Volume Two. Second choice, Dead Heat, the song Light Me Up, One Scene Unity Volume Two. Like, actually, let me break the song down as we go. It'll be easier for me. This Mind Force song, point off for the long sample, but then this song just absolutely rages. It sounds a slight departure of what they've done on like the uh, 
the other records, but this one is just a straight rager. It's like one of my favorite Mind Force songs. It rips so hard. Dead Heat, they did a, a song on both of these comps, but I think this one on the One Scene Unity comp is better. This one just comes in, you're banging your head, you're going for it. Dead Heat's laying down a three-minute song that's not boring because Dead Heat brings the heat, you know, us up. Third choice, the song Dreaming Red from the band Never Ending Game off America's Hardcore Volume 5. This band cannot miss. Everything they put out rages. And, you know, in the modern hardcore compilation, there's no budget. You know, I don't think that labels are giving bands money to record. So sometimes it is a a symptom of comps that like bands don't have good recordings, which is a shame. I, I, there's nothing you can do about it. It's just a symptom of what it is, right? Um, but this band, they brought the heat. I don't know if they used a song that was from a, a different recording session. Maybe it was from when they did their 7-inch this year or what, but this song sounds good. It's one of their best songs, and the recording is there. Uh, fourth choice is... Restraining Order, the song Keep On Running off America's Hardcore Volume 5. Restraining Order, doing what they do. Mid-tempo banger. And this thing rules. 2021, it couldn't have been a good year for hardcore without at least one Restraining Order song. We got this. We also got their split that just came out recently. So uh, Restraining Order blessed us this year because we needed it. Dan, what's your take on this? Yeah, I mean, these are all amazing. Uh, You could do a mini little playlist of these on uh, Spotify or whatever your streaming platform you like is, and you'll just, it's like having a an amazing, you know, four band EP that just kills. Um, Mind Force, anything that this singer does, like I'm into, like his voice just cuts through hardcore music almost better than anyone ever. Like it, and the song is, like you say, it's a rager, it's fast, it's fucking awesome yeah uh, he can do no he, wrong dan just to jump in on that like he can do no wrong the yeah. only wrong is his band before that living laser band i'm offended by any time that someone doesn't spell laser with a z <laughs> i don't like i don't like the laser i want well, a laser fool <laughs> well as a laser blue i will have to say you know <laughs> the the spellings could be on both sides of the atlantic um dead heat God, so sick. And you're right. This is better than the Dead Heat track on America's Hardcore Volume 5. I love this one. Um, You know, light me up. You must be talking about, you know, a giant burning X, not a joint. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Dreaming Red. I never dream red, but I do like this never, never ending game song. I always dream blue. And I've got to say, Restraining Order, thank thank you for mentioning that we needed more Restraining Order. 2020, they des- uh, 2019, they destroyed. 2020, we were fiending. 2021, we got a few tracks, and then we just got that split that they just did. So thank goodness. Uh, Keep On Running may have been in my top three on America's Hardcore. Uh, we all picked different ones when we went over that comp back in the day but this is one of the ones that has remained like up front like the song i have to listen to on the comp when i listen to uh that on my playlist so i mean these are all amazing choices all right dan let's uh rip that envelope and tell us who won all right 
Ooh, we're going to Detroit. Dreaming Red, Never Ending Game off America's Hardcore Volume 5. <laughs> All right, we got Will from Neverending Game. Will, we chose the song Dreamin' Red as the best comp song of the year. It came out on America's Hardcore Compilation Volume 5. And this is wild because I think that normally people, like, they do a comp song and it's either kind of a throwaway song or it's a banger and they're trying to steal the comp. And the wild (laughs) thing is, like, you do this comp song this year and you have the banger 7-inch. It's like, how do you, your catalog is, like, flawless. Like, how are you cranking out nonstop hits? What's going on here? Um, I, I can't explain it exactly. I think uh, when we get in the room, we just have this magic. I don't know. I've never been in a band that's able to crank out songs like we are. Uh, the comp song was, I don't want to say it was a throwaway, but it was one that didn't make the cut for the seven inch. And I'm like, man, what, what should we do with this song? Like we were thinking maybe just to, to do a single or something. And then Sam hit us up and we're like, hey, let's just put this song for this. And uh yeah, I, I listened to you guys talk about it on one of your podcasts, and I know you guys were asking if we had done it when we recorded the 7-inch, and it actually was an earlier session. So we recorded it with our buddy Nick, who uh, played guitar in Freedom. He recorded our, our first uh, EP, Welcome, and then he also did the um, two-song promo thing for Triple B. And so he said, hey, I'll record this one-off. Um, and then we actually had Andy Nelson, who's recorded just another day, our LP, and then also the seven inch, he ended up mixing it. And then we mastered, I think Sam, uh, from triple B had it all mastered together. So had a kind of a mix of the guy who recorded our first stuff, but a mix with, uh, Andy who did, uh, the LP and the seven inch. Do you feel differently about the song? Like after you heard it, you're like, Oh shit, this is a banger. Yeah, I, I think it was the lyrics. Like I Mikey, uh, our vocalist, really held the lyrics close to the chest and I and I hadn't really heard them. And when he laid it down, I was like, oh shit, man, you're really you're really bringing it on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's wild because when we were talking about the song before, we were like, oh shit, they're getting dangerously close to like stripper metal when like the singer <laughs> does like it is for you. Yeah, and, like, and that's, guys, uh... yeah, well, what do you guys hit me up in the DM and you're like Trust me, dude, we're not going to turn into stripper metal. <laughs> I think we're always going to like walk the line. There's a very fine line on these things. And like, obviously, we love Biohazard. Um, I love Built Upon Frustration. They do some of that like kind of singy thing, but it's never like crossing the line. So yeah. that part right there is, is I'm doing the, the, the singing part. And then Mikey's kind of doing more of the gruff vocal. Um, and we actually did that on the there's one song that it's kind of like the lost NEG song is hate you. It's off the two song promo that was for the LP and the song just didn't even make it on the LP, which is kind of funny, but we had done like a little singing thing on that one too. So we're always just kind of like sprinkling it in, never really crossing the line. Like there's never going to be a song that's full blown singing. Like that'll never happen, but a little chorus here and there. I mean, it's just cool for live and people pile on the side mic and stuff. I love that. Yeah. Toe up to line is nice. You know, just like, you know, line stepping is fine. Exactly. You want to like, you're on a tightrope. And on yeah, one yeah. side, you got stripper metal. And on one side, you got no singing. I kind of want just like a little bit of, of that. You know, give me just a little bit of stripper metal. I know. You <laughs> got to stay on the Detroit side and don't step over to Windsor, dude, where it's all stripper. Exactly. Uh, and donut shops. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, anyway, this song bangs, dude. We love the band. Uh, hope you keep it up in, in 2022. This is, it's wild how solid your catalog is. Like, it's just, it's pretty mind blowing. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. We, we take a lot of pride in these songs. There's a lot of stuff that gets left on the uh, cutting room floor, but we've got some good editors in the band that I tend to go too crazy on ideas and they really reel me in. So that, uh, there's a definitely a good balance there between everybody and everybody brings a lot to the table, especially Mike, our other guitar player. He brings a lot of that melodic element and he's just an absolute shredder. He's leagues ahead of me in guitar playing. So having him in the band, he's one of my best friends. Like it's the coolest thing in the world to just get with him and just start making crazy ideas. So yeah, definitely more coming. Um, I don't know. We'll probably do another LP. Nothing solidified yet, but we've got some tracks coming and uh, they're ridiculous. I mean, we're going to keep pushing the envelope. That rules, man. I hope you come to San Diego in 2022. Oh yeah. I don't think we've, yeah, we've done, uh, we've done California twice already this yeah. year in 2021. Um, but we, I don't, I don't think we've ever done San Diego proper. Now you hit OC in LA. And All right. We'll have to do that. I'm not trying to drive, dude. I'm old. <laughs> I don't blame you. That, that drive from LA to Santa Cruz is brutal. If I never have to do that again, I'd be happy. <laughs> That's all right. Anyway, man, thanks so much for doing this. Appreciate it. Hey, really appreciate it, man. Love the podcast, and uh, thanks for having me on. All right, next category. We're coming down to the come down. This is an important thing. This was, for much of hardcore's history, the the piece of music that was like the most important, the 7-inch record. We're talking the best 7 inches of 2021. Dan, who are the nominees? Okay. This is one of my very favorite formats for hardcore because I feel like hardcore bands spit out the best in a smaller uh, thing. So the best seven inch nominations, the Gulch and Tsunami split seven inch. Holy shit. That is amazing. Now this is a band that we've waxed poetic on back in the, you know, back in the past the violent spirit seven inch called fire never ending game halo and wings. And then the rest easy sick day EP. I mean, and there could have been like 15 more seven inches, but we had to whittle it down to that under Zach's uh, dictatorship. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Incredible. What do you think audience? respect see it's a friendly dictatorship this rest easy seven inch is like from a lot of hardcore this is the lane i like it in i like in that lifetime lane and they do such a good job the singer has such a great voice and he goes for it right like it's one thing to sing and have a nice voice it's another thing to sing have a nice voice and push your voice to like the limit you know like i'm talking about like the that bad religion shit, like in the 88 to like 91 range, you know, where Greg Graffin, he's got that beautiful voice, but he's pushing it. Like you're almost like pushing it to the brown notes, but you're not because your voice is too beautiful. You know, never any game, Halo and Wing 7 inch. Again, this band can't miss. This thing bangs. They're like the king of bounce right now, of that bounce hardcore shit. They could play any tempo. It's all entertaining. These guys are great songwriters. The singer writes just catchy, catchy lyrics that are real hard, and and I absolutely love it. 
the Tsunami Gulch split seven inch, both bands, so much pressure, right? Bands that blow up during COVID and, uh, you know, Tsunami blows up on the internet. They got their demo out. Gulch puts out the best LP of last year, possibly. And here's their follow-up. There's so much pressure on them. And they come out the gate and write possibly their best material, each band. This is so good, both sides of it. But then the Violent Spirit 7-inch. This thing is next level. I love it so much. It's this weird conglomeration of like D-Beat plus Iron Maiden. And it's like, it's just amazing, right? Like Tragedy did their take on D-Beat by going like epic and triumphant. And like, you feel like you're going to ride a horse, like into battle, you know? And then this is just like, Oh, they went like the maiden round, put in some not simple, but like kind of simple leads. And like, it's just so drivey. So good. It's out of this world. I can't believe that like people are still like pushing these boundaries in the year 2021 that it's like, God, I never thought of that. And it's so good. So in the pocket and like, I don't know. I, I just absolutely love it. These four seven inches are all great. Dan, you got anything else on them before uh, we choose a winner? No, I got. I got to say. I mean, you wrapped wrapped it up really well. I think if the Gulch songs were on its own seven inch and the Tsunami songs were on its own seven inch, both of those could have easily made this list. Also, you know what a killer split. The Violet Spirit. It came out of nowhere. Well, it came out of a posse Chris <laughs> recommendation and bashed us over the head. Like, we were blown away by it, right? Like you say, never-ending game, they are at the top of their game. And Rest Easy give you that Kid Dynamite, like, glory. Like, if you like that melodic, upbeat, hardcore, and to a lot of people, they'll they'll listen to that and go, no, check out the Rest Easy EP. It is fucking sick. It's like lazy of us to only be able to compare it to like Kid Dynamite and Lifetime, but it's because, you know, Dan, you do a better job of stuff than me, but like, I just don't know this lane that well. And so, like, it's a compliment that we're comparing it to the best shit or like stuff that we like the most of that lane, right? Yeah. It's not a slight. Well, what I'll say is like, we've got listeners who are hearing that for the first time, right? So you just give them a, a signpost of this is what it sounds like to an extent. Obviously, they are their own masters of their own craft, and they are awesome. Check them out. But we give you that little thing to let you know, well, it's in this lane. Yeah, and also, like, this is the faith side split, like, art to the <laughs> to the uh, Regional Justice Center LP, which is the void side art. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> love that tie-in. All right. Let me rip that envelope and get a winner. All right. The winner is... Violent Spirit, the Fire 7 Inch. All right, next category. See who brings the heat. We're talking the best riff. The best riffs of 2021, dude. Here's what we got. (laughs) Well, Here's how it goes. This is the Zach descriptions too. So this is, I will have Zach elaborate on these riffs after. All right. Best <laughs> riff, Gulch, Bolt Swallower, the first riff. God's Hate, Be Harder, 
the verse riff, Dead Heat, Age of Dead Heat, the later verse riff, coming in at, at approximately 2 minutes 30. And then, you know, shout out Posse Chris for the uh, timestamp there. <laughs> and number four, Ikulu, Proven Wrong, the Breakdown Riff. Yeah, I did. So first off, this Bolt Swallower song from Gulch, this is like just a riff that like comes from the depths of hell. You know what I mean? It's like, it's so evil and burly, like Glenn Benton's upside down cross burn in his forehead is like flipping around. And he's like, oh, don't hurt me, guys. You know, it's just so gnarly. The gods hate, like, when it kicks in on the verse, like, oh, this riff is just, like, out of this world. It's like a mix-up of, it's like it's like something straight off, like, Master Killer. You know, it's, like, that good. Like, I don't know how to describe it perfectly, but it's, like, you could dump this riff on Master Killer, and it's, like, not only a riff on Master Killer, it's one of the best riffs on Master Killer. Uh, going into Dead Heat, Age of Dead Heat, this is like their their big suicidal tribute song. But they have this like late riff. It's like I don't know what you would call it, Dan. What would we say before us if it's not it's not necessarily a bridge? It's like a pre-chorus. Like they yeah. do like a late pre-chorus. It's not a breakdown. It's like in the breakdown slot, but it's not like a tempo change really because it's not a break tempo. But yeah, this riff that comes in at like two thirty. Is just like out of this world. Check it out. It'll be on the playlist. You can go to 185milesouth.com, click that playlist link at the top of the page, and listen to the music we're talking about. And then lastly, I chose this Akulu breakdown riff as a riff and not a breakdown because it's like, it is just like so laid back in a cool way of playing. Like it feels so nonchalant and groovy that it's not like a mosh breakdown. It's like, oh, we're going to like this other tempo and we're like settling into it. It's just so ill. And it's like one of those things, like I could listen to it all day. Like the first uh, the first riff on the first Turning Point song off their 7-inch. You know, it's like just grab it, put it on loop. I'll listen to it for a half hour straight. You know, I think all these riffs bang. Dan, did you get a chance to listen to them at all? Oh, yeah. And I'm familiar with uh, these. I, what's, I mean... The, the gulch bolt swallower remember when when it came out and we were literally we were just recording a pod and it just popped up on spotify that night and we all dived in like immediately as soon as the pod wrapped and we were just group texting like crazy like holy fucking shit you know um the age of dead heat what a great song and you could pick multiple riffs off of that but the riff where you're isolating holy shit uh, Akulu, I mean, you you could have thrown a dartboard at all their riffs if they were you know tabulated and hit you know gold. And then the gods hate be harder, like you say, it is channeling um, Master Killer like Marauder vibes to go. Um, I'm I'm excited to see who wins. All right, well it's time. First off, hey audience, how do you feel about these ones? And uh, hey, Stu, what's your take? I just think VD rules, dude. Hey, that's a take. All right. I mean, it's I agree, still- Stu, but they're not on the list. Well, that's true. Stu, VD's not on the list, but they do rule, dude. Okay. <laughs> Let's go right. to the winner. Dan, uh, you can pull this one. Okay. 
Oh, well, I mean, the public have spoken. The Academy has agreed with us that Gulch Boats, Bolt Swallower is the hardest fucking riff ever. First riff, yeah. <laughs> All right, we got Cole from Gulch on the line. We're talking the best riff of 2021. And good God, man, that opening riff on Bolt Swallower. What's going through your brain here, dude? What's wrong with you? <laughs> dude, thank you. Um, dude, so I, I wrote that riff uh, with the intention of um, of trying to get anywhere close to the heaviness of that band, Sangui Sugabog. Because originally that split was going to be with them. Uh, but that ended up not working out, but that was the whole intention behind that riff was trying to write something that was, that could even compete with how heavy that band is. Cause it was, I was just thinking in my head, I was like, man, like are, are Sanguine fans even going to fuck with Gulch? Because I mean, we're fast and they're just like down tune heavy. And so I was trying to come up with something that would at least pair well with them. And so that, that was the first riff that I wrote for that split. Yeah, and are you dictating the drums on this thing? Like, are you like, okay, let's do a little like riff out in the open, let it like fly a bit, and then we come in on the mid tempo? Or what? What were the options you're thinking of of when you kick in with the drums? I think that was just kind of my first instinct, if I remember right. I don't, I don't totally remember the moment that that Sammy and I wrote that together. But usually, when we're writing stuff, I'll have a riff, and I, I do have the drums in mind, so I'll just be like, hey, Sammy, like do like symbol accents here. And then, you know, uh, you know, in between do like a little drum, little, um, Tom stuff. And then we'll come in with like a straight beat to, to the same riff, you know, a couple, you know, bars in or whatever. But yeah, I don't, I don't really remember how we came up with that to be honest with you, but that's usually how I write. So I can assume that's, that's probably what ended up happening. Well, you're a lunatic and we love it. (laughs) <laughs> appreciate it man. this Thank thing you. is awesome and cole don't break up what the fuck i won't be <laughs> Dude, everybody says that it's tempting man i mean we were just in chicago and it was so much fun and we always have so much fun together and it sucks because the only time we get to see each other is when we're like you know on the at a show or, or whatever so i know that breaking up means we're not going to get to see each other as much so it does suck but it's it's time man it's time to call it we're all on the same page about it we won't judge you if you change your mind <laughs> take yeah, a year yeah. off and we'll see gulch in 2023 i can't wait hey right. i'll i'll leave it open-ended there you go hey cole this is a hell of a riff congratulations and, and thanks for writing music yeah of course man thank you for listening all right talk to you soon all right dan well if the riff is a pretty freckle on someone's face let's talk about the ugly cousin we're talking the breakdown which would be the mole (laughs) and uh let's go through the best breakdowns of 2021 all right well we've got i i i'm already just laying in fear at this breakdown just announcing it right now tsunami die slow not only do you get one breakdown you get two and they're both just gonna kill you next up section hate nightmare Number three, adversary, retaliate. 
is this nepotism? Are you just giving that props because uh, of the song title? And number four, God's Hate, Be Harder. Yeah, man. These are bangers. Tsunami, like you said, there's two breakdowns on this, but you know what we're taking. We're taking when it goes full Neanderthal on the ride. It's smacking that bell. It's smacking you in the head. This thing is unfuckwithable. Good God, man. Tsunami bringing the heat. Section hate, nightmare. Dude, just to do like the simple, I don't know if they're dropped to, if they're dropped to D or whatever. Doing like the simple triplets just on the one note. Totally brilliant. And like just coming in off the break. This is one of the greatest breakdowns of the year. It's like their their grand finale. You know, they're hitting the flamethrower. You know, they're burning pipes. You're going off. You're breaking your neck, jumping off the stage. You know what you're doing when they hit this part. Adversary. This <laughs> breakdown is ridiculous and very similar to the tsunami. You get like this precursor breakdown, which is like okay, that's good enough. That like almost bodies any band's breakdown. And then it like, then the dude has to yell retaliate, which shout out, appreciate that, bro. And then <laughs> it goes into even harder breakdown. It's like, yes, sir. Then also God's hate be harder. This song came out. Everyone like lost their minds for good reason. This thing rules. It is a great, great breakdown. Tech as fuck, but hard as fuck. The production. You got it all here. This is great. And uh, Dan, what's your take on these four? I mean, uh, uh, you're moshing. That's my take. We're not choosing anything that is not making people want to smash through walls. Um, And all four of these do that. Do yourself a favor. Get on the 185 Miles playlist. Check these out. And if, if you don't agree, you're wrong. (laughs) that's what's up all right let's pull a winner dan rip that envelope and tell us who won all right Ooh, nepotism comes true adversary retaliate All right, we got Leo from the band Adversary. He wrote the breakdown. You wrote it, right, Leo? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it was nice. actually, um, um, yeah, we wrote the song um, in the rehearsal space up until where the breakdown should have started. Um, and I kind of glued the breakdown at the end. <laughs> Dude, it's insane. Like, so this is one of those double moshes, right? So, you have like a breakdown that is like totally sufficient and you could have finished the song, right? Cause you're, you're busting like the, it's kind of like the black metal, like double picking the, and it's all brutal. And it's yeah, like, okay, like, that, that's sufficient. And then it cuts out and the dude goes, Retardiate. and then it's this full on, like double kick yeah. assault. Ma'am. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So talk me through it, dude. What's your process here? Well, um, you kind of, you have like the, the chugs and the noodles and it sounds like you're going to war. I mean, it sounds like you're, you know, going to war, ready to die. And, uh, yeah, you got like the retaliate, which kind of introduces the mayhem. Um, and then you got the, the triplets, um, it's fucking killing, man. I love it. 
It's a ferocious song. It's so good. How did it feel like when you busted it like the first time as a band together where you just like, oh my God, we're sitting on something special? Um, I don't know. It was, um, I kind of knew that it was brutal, but when we played it together, it was like, damn, this is sick. <laughs> yeah, that rules. Yeah, so yeah. Adversary, band out of the Netherlands, that's sick. You know, I punish everyone on the podcast because one of my favorite bands is uh, Funeral Oration. Have you ever heard of them? I've actually never heard of them. <laughs> yeah, so they're like a, they're a Dutch band. They started in like, I think, 82. And so they do like the old school hardcore shit. And then in the 90s, they kind of transitioned and, and played a little more like melodic, straightforward stuff, you know, when punk broke. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, they're just kind of obscure. People love their, their LP from 1984 called Communion. And I'll stop uh, punishing you about them. I have to check them out, man. I, I've never heard of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're all dead now, I think. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so you're not going to run into them at the record store or anything. They won't be like, oh, you don't know who I am, foo? <laughs> But yeah, man, Leo, hey, thanks so much for doing this. This this breakdown is just it is something else, you know? Like it just pummeled everything. It really reminds me of like, you know, the Sepultura song Roots. Like it's kind of like that too, where yeah, have like this mosh heavy stuff that's like sufficient, and then at the end they go like extra hard. It's like, yeah. ooh, that was unnecessary, but thank you. Yeah, it's like a real climaxing type end to the song. <laughs> yeah, man. Anyway, congratulations, man. We love it. And, uh, and best of luck to Adversary in the future, man. Thank you, man. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Thanks so much for doing it. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Dan. We got two more to go. This is coming down to the come down. We're going to talk the best track of 2021. Here are our nominees. The Chisel with the song What I See. Section Hate with the song Nightmare, Slant with the song Enemy, and Dare with the modern straight edge classic, Different Method. What's your take on this stuff? Oh, my God. Well, Dare, Different Method. I may as well just get a back piece of the lyrics because fucking hell, I absolutely love that. I I mean, it's going to be up there for my... uh, picks on an upcoming super seven for sure the chisel listen mate <laughs> what i see you know we've we've waxed poetic on this song um completely since we first heard it to this day so the staying power of it is unbelievable we love it uh they play the piano from uh that they used or the piano that was used on um foreskins plastic gangster you know that lineage going on this track and it talking about the problems of brexit and what it does to the working class unbelievable section hate nightmare this is one of the songs that i think when you first heard it you just dropped the mic and said okay best hardcore song of 2021 at the time right like when you first heard it you were just blown away by it um slant enemy oh my god this the rage that is in this woman's voice is just something to be you know tapped into you know get a syringe out pull out that rage and just clone it for 
so we can have good hardcore for the rest of our lives. You know, all of these tracks are incredible. Yeah, that slant song is like the perfect hardcore punk song. Like literally, you could not change a single thing about it. It's perfect from every single note to like the rage to the recording. Like, I mean, all four of these songs are are great. And I mean, to narrow this down, next week on the podcast, we're going to do our Super 7 for the year 2021. We're going to do the best, uh, what would that be, 28 songs of the year 2021. It'll be a lot more fun. We'll be able to talk a ton more tracks. But this narrowed down to four was absolutely brutal. And I played my hand, so these fools know what I'm going to pick, uh, which is rough. But uh, yeah, Slant Song, perfect. Dare, different method. This is them, like, you know, it's in the money slot on the LP. They do intro. They do like a straight, super, super catchy, like kind of bounce track. Then they do a rager and then they hit this. And it's like, okay, here's the hit. Like those first four songs flow so well with this, like being the apex of that four song run. So catchy, holding it down, straight edge, hardcore revelation records. This is like the lane that we all love. We root for, we wanted to win dare, this whole LP rules, but this song, uh, put it on here because I thought it was Daniel's standout track on the record. Um, for me, it's so hard to narrow it down what song on this record. I love this LP. Section Hate Nightmare, this is like the song, like it's like the soundtrack to like really the whole COVID fucking shit, right? Like this feel like what is this nightmare? What's going on? Is the world going to end? What up? And uh, just a way that they're mixing like that fast fury with like the, the big bouncy and breakneck moshes, dude. It's a, it's a wild mashup. This song has so many parts It's three song, three minutes. And like, it doesn't lose your interest the whole way through. It flows so nicely and it's just absolutely ill. Like it's a perfect hardcore song. And then the chisel, what I see good God, the best street punk song of the last fucking 20 years, you know, like, who knows? This song is like magical. It bodies the fucking Beatles. It bodies Led Zeppelin. It bodies like any band you like. You know, like this thing is it's just is something special. It's something really, really special. So uh yeah, these four are great. And uh Dan, let's go to you for a winner. All right. And the winner, surprise, surprise, is The Chisel, What I See. Listen, mate. Okay, it is time for the Grand Prix, the big prize of the night, the best LP of 2021. Now, there were many, many, many LPs that could have made it, but we had to hack it down to four, and here they are. The Chisel, Retaliation, shout out Bert. Ikulu, Unscrew My Head. Slant, First LP. And Dare, Violation of Trust. (laughs) What can you say, Zach? Dude, you know, it's the fucking Mount Rushmore of 2021. I love this stuff. There's a lot of things that could slide in here. You know, it should have been like six Mount Rushmores stacked next to each other. But to narrow it down to four was brutal and heartbreaking, but I feel good about these four LPs. 
Chisel Retaliation. We talked about it a couple weeks ago on the pod. You know, we absolutely love this band. The LP caught me by surprise of how much they leaned into just doing straight down the pipe hardcore. Blew me away. It's like a direction that I didn't think they'd go, and it was even better than I expected because they still have like those tentpole songs on it, which were like the melodic street punk oi stuff, which is like their uh, their wheelhouse. This LP's fucking untouchable, you know. Uh, the Akulu LP unscrew my head. Good God, man! You know this this band was kind of an enigma. You know they they put out two seven inches, like I think 2018, 2019. And I don't think, and a lot of people liked them, I should say. In fact, a lot of people like loved them. I know Posse Chris loved it. I know that, uh, you know, people were very interested in the band. I didn't think it worked in seven inch format. I think I needed a bigger chunk of it to like sink my teeth into. And this LP is so good. I love it. And it's like, it's gnarly because so we'll do the super seven for 2021 next week. And that's like diving into tracks. And it's so wild because this is one of those LPs that I don't see it as like track heavy because I like to listen to the whole thing. And then when I was like going through, I was like, God damn, there's like eight tracks on this record that I think are the best, you know? So to narrow it down was very hard, but this LP is just flawless the whole way through. It is like, you know, shout out Bedge, dude. This is Age of Coral 1.5. It's like it lands perfectly between. Age of Coral and Best Wishes. And as someone that only loves Age of Coral, I don't take that ride all the way to Best Wishes outside of Death Camps. You know, like this is so good. I love it, love it, love it. Slant, first LP, perfect hardcore punk record. And it came out in 2021. That is so mind blowing. Just everything about this is so perfect. They have the fast hardcore tracks, they got the mid tempo bangers. They got like a perfect hardcore voice. They got the perfect recording. This thing is so palatable. I make it through the record every single time. I love it. It is so good. And then Dare Violation of Trust, the best hardcore record I think that Rev has put out since uh, Past Our Means. Possibly the second In My Eyes LP would be like right there in the conversation. Possibly some of the Nerve Agent stuff, but... I mean, if you're comparing something in 2021 on Rev to that stuff, like, you know, they're knocking it out of the park. This Dare LP is so good. I absolutely love it. And again, I root for this lane all the time. Um, these four LPs, fucking A, 2021, another great year for hardcore. Dan, what's your take? Yeah, the Chisel Retaliation is just unrelenting. It comes in with a YOT riff just to bash you over the head and then just takes off in straight London uh, raging hardcore. You know, they have really good lineage of coming out of like Violent Reaction and and other bands like that. So you know that they can play core, but like, like you say, they've given us a lot of the street punk stuff in the past. And this is just them revved up to 10 and it's awesome. The Akulu on Screw My Head, this is an LP that is thought out from start to finish as a piece of unrelenting hardcore art. Like they, they give you the intro, they take you all the way through and they, they don't unscrew your head. They blow it apart, you know, uh, slant exact. I'm just going to echo what you say, like unbelievable, incredible, um, hardcore punk record, full of rage, full of 
Fury and um I love I love to see, you know, hardcore from around the world being on the list of the best LPs in the um you know, it's not just an American thing. I love to see that, you know, we've got a UK LP, we've got a Korean LP on here. And then Dare, Violation of Trust. This band is incredible live. This band delivers on LP. This band, it, the production is incredible. The drumming is unbelievable, like it incredibly uh, performed. The songwriting is awesome. And you know what? I'm just proud to be straight edge. Amazing yeah, LPs. Yeah, man. This what's up. 2021 is the shit. Daniel, who's taking this? All right. This is going to be the big one. Are you okay out there? Um, <laughs> are you okay out there, Anne Hathaway? I see you trembling with your fingers crossed. Oh, she's still there for you, Dan. All right. The winner of the best LP of 2021 in the 185 Miles South Hall of Fame award ceremony goes to Ikulu, unscrew my head. All right, Dan. Well, we will talk more 2021 hardcore next week, but let's wrap this up by just saying what a killer year hardcore. What, what's your big takeaways? My big takeaway is that when you think hardcore can't surprise you anymore and that you think that as you get a little bit old and jaded, you know, as we are, which we're not really jaded, but, you know, we are old. Um, when you think that you can't be knocked on your ass again over and over and over again, 2021 proves you fucking can. Like, there has been some of the best hardcore I've ever heard come out this year. And to me, that makes me so excited and fills me with such life. Yeah. Like, on record, I've been blown away by bands. Live, I've been blown away by bands. Um, that first like month coming out of COVID was like pretty magical seeing like all the huge shows all over and that excitement. Um, I was scared that it was going to fall off and you're seeing a bit of that already. Like you're seeing the big, uh, horseshoe pits and so forth. And, and I, I hope we don't lose the fury, right? Like 2020 was a great year musically, but obviously for shows, it was pretty dog shit. And so I think we need to to remember that supporting the bands and being there live is like, that's where the community aspect comes in. That's where if you ever want to understand the secret handshake, it happens from going and being in the room, you know, buying records is great. Listening to music. That's all great. That's a backbone of it. But you know, the records are the soundtrack to support the bands and listen to it live. Like there's nothing like live hardcore music. It's the best music in the world, you know? And I felt that way for 
Jesus, you know, almost 25 years now. So that's what's up. Like the, the flame still burns motherfucker. What's up, Dan, wrap this up. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, this was just, just, you know, one man plus a couple other opinions of how 2021 like went out and we'd love to hear what your, you know, you, the listener, what you thought were the best records, best riffs, best tracks, you know, and when we start posting this stuff on our IG, get involved in the convo. Tell us what you thought was the best hip us to something new that we may not even have even heard. You know, we, we're sponges for this hardcore shit and we really, really want to, you know, we really want to, discover even newer things and you know stuff that you'd like hip us to so get involved in the convo you know and then uh just so you know just to wrap up the award ceremony obviously i own the red carpet (laughs) yeah i mean that's true dan because you know half the stuff on here it may have not made it across the plate for 185 if someone didn't tell us about it right so get in there We'll be posting some other stuff all week on Instagram. So uh, check out 185 Miles South on Instagram. We'll be posting this. We want to know all your favorite stuff. Let us know why I'm wrong. Uh, you know, and that's it. And then uh, tune in next week. We're going to be doing a Super 7, the best tracks of 2021. So uh, check that out. But right now, let's go to Ben Edge, who's going to be saying his best of 2021 right now. All right. We have Ben Merlis, a.k.a. Ben Edge, a.k.a. Bedge with his favorite list of stuff of the year. Ben, hit it. Gia. All right. I joke with my friend Kevin Jarrus that we are currently living in the golden age of okay music, which means there's plenty of good music out there, but very little I'm absolutely crazy about. And I don't know why that is. I've talked with Dan about it. You know, I'm open to suggestions on, on theories. Anyhow, here are some of my favorite recordings from this year, 2021, that I'm borderline crazy about. Um, the Demand Demo 2021. Um, ignore the thugged out dog on the cover art because this is bedge style hardcore, not Zach style thuggery. Hard hitting melodic without being corny, late 80s sounding without being retro. It just rules. Oh, I th- shout out to the dog, though. What's up? Yeah, you like the dog. I think they're from the D.C. area. I know they're from lots of other bands that people know about. I just can't remember everything, and it doesn't really matter because I like them regardless. And I, the closest thing they remind me of is that band is the band Beyond. And I don't know if they're against being on Spotify, but you, at this point in, in history, have to go to demand.bandcamp.com in order to hear the demo. So do that. All right, the next thing on the menu is the self-titled EP by the band Chemical X, and that's all lowercase, chemical-x. So when the Bloodstains demo came out exactly a year ago, I was hoping it would be this kind of the spearhead of the 1.5 revival, but my hopes were dashed as a tidal wave of awful-sounding demo core and down-tuned metallic trash hit us harder than the Delta variant. But I still have a glimmer of hope for the future in the form of Chemical X from Lodi, New Jersey, home of the misfits. Fun, fast, furious, and frustrated. This sounds like SoCal circa 1981. 
for fans of six pack era, black flag, blue album era descendants. I'm sorry, blue album era adolescence and fat EP era descendants. And also the early circle jerks. Uh, Chemical X seem pretty young. I've watched videos of them and they seem maybe they could be half my age. I'm, I'm hoping they are because it brings me hope for the youth. Um, this EP does not exist in the physical realm yet, uh, but I'm lining up for that four song CD when they find out that it takes 18 months to get vinyl pressed. So next on the list, Jade Dust demo 2021 and six song EP both came out this year. Uh, they're from Portland, Oregon. They're for fans of mid eighties era discord, emotional, melodic, chorusy guitars. You know what it is. Embrace, Ignition, Rain, Rites of Spring, One Last Wish, Soulside, all of the above. Both the demo and the 12-inch EP came out on Extinction Burst. Um, I'm using any excuse I can to talk about Jade Dust because I want them to give me their records for free, but I will pay for them if need be. Uh, moving on to the last item on the list before I start going through the honorable mentions, Boss. The Cashamin single by the band Boss. This is the brainchild of Jonah Falco, who is the Canadian drummer of Fucked Up and Career Suicide, now living in England as a record producer. Other people in the band are from The Chisel and Chubby and the Gang. And I think uh, Jonah Falco uh, is the producer for Chisel and Chubby and the Gang. I believe that is the case. So this is like late 70s punk rock music played correctly, recorded properly, and their good songs. And there's also some good piano action in there. They have another single from maybe 2018 or so or 2019. So there's two singles in total, uh, four songs. So honorable mentions, The Chisel, Enough Said, a.k.a. The Skinhead Hash Browns EP, Pillars of Ivory, with Leviticus shout out to a band that can create sample based landscapes or moodscapes with only uh, four rap records, uh, military gun, all roads lead to the gun and all roads lead to the gun Two, chain whip, two steps to hell zip the self-titled EP violent spirit fire EP chubby and the gang, the mutts nuts LP, Restraining Order Warfare Split, Latest God, Self-Titled EP. Now, the EP is actually called, entitled, Self-Titled. It's not entitled Latest God. It's actually Self-Titled, spelled out. Um, Method of Doubt, Staring at Patterns, which is kind of like a very long EP or a very short LP, depending on how you define what an EP and an LP is. Toner, the White Buffalo Ro Rome LP. And there's some more alt-rocky stuff from this year that I dig. But if I list it, Zach will kick me off the show. You're goddamn right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this year ruled. Ben, your list was shorter this year than last year. You think that uh, last year was better? You know what? At For a long time, I did think that. But I think they're about equal. I think what happened was... There was so much of the kind of hardcore kids playing alt rock stuff that I was into that I intentionally left off the list. But if I had included it, it would be about the same length as last year's list. What do you think between the two? I don't know. I think the last three years have just been great. 
and they kind of all mold together, you know, which is so weird. Cause like, imagine comparing like, you know, 78 to 1980, it's so different, you know, but now the years just kind of mold. So whatever it is, what it is. I think it's great. I think that maybe your high notes from this year are higher, Ben, even if there were more notables last year. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd have to go back and look at, at what I really, um, was hyped on for 2020 but why do you think the last three years have been better than the three years before that what what accounts for that i have no idea but i'm, but you, I'm just here to judge man <laughs> but do you think this do you think the three years before that were equally as good but you were paying far less attention being that you did not have a podcast where you were were required <laughs> to pay attention there's a good possibility but i do think that I think that 2019 was like spectacular, you know, and that was when I was doing the podcast, mostly focused on like the eighties, you know, and that year like stood out a lot. So I don't know. That's a good question, you know, and thank you for putting me on blast like that. I appreciate it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's a really good question. It's for other people to answer, not me. Right on. I'm just an expert in the last three years, dog. I know. I feel like I've definitely been paying more attention in the last probably more like two years, I guess going on three, than I had in the previous 17 years or 15 years, whatever. It, I, I definitely have a uh, microscope up to uh, hardcore music. I, I think the bands are like really interesting. Like there is just good stuff in every lane and there's not an overly dominating lane. I know you think that there's like a lane that dominates, but I think that's just because your personality, you gravitate to like, there's a bunch of shit out there. I don't like, you know? Yeah. I think there are two, there are two lanes that dominate. I think the metallic hardcore, which is just sort of here to stay like that's, it's just the one thing that never ever seems to go out of style. And then the other thing, which is very much in vogue, is the whole demo core intentionally poorly produced, uh, you know, um, flattened J card guy busting through a brick wall cartoon character, sort of extremely fast early 80s, almost maybe Japanese influenced hardcore with zero melody and growly vocals uh, recorded in a cave. That whole vibe is very hot right now. The metallic thing is just kind of the thing that sort of blankets hardcore and has for the past more than 30 years. And that's like not going anywhere. What do you think of that take? No, I I agree, especially on the second point. Although I don't know what the influences are for the majority of those bands. Like if they're actually pulling from old stuff, if they're pulling from Finnish and Japanese hardcore or what's going on there, or if it's just like kind of an easy thing to attempt, like, Oh, let's do a band. Let's just fucking thrash, you know? As far as like the metallic stuff, I just think that yes, it's always been there, but there are like sometimes bands that are just spectacular and grab me. And there's more of those recently than there have been before. Like I think that this is like 2018, 2019, like the the Division of Mind LP was like probably my favorite thing of that genre since like the the Harm's Way isolation record came out, which would have been maybe 2011. You know, so like that's a long spread of like, okay, here's my next favorite, like big, heavy, hardcore record. But 
And I don't then, know. And then since that division of mind, you got Akulu. And, but Akulu's not like heavy, heavy like that. Yeah, like yeah. They're, yeah. they're not like drop tuned, right? You're right. Yeah. I mean, if they are, it's minimally. It's probably D at the most. You're right. Right, right, right. Well, anyway, Ben, this is a great take. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you. All right. We have episode one, the legend, Joe Revis. Joe, best of 2021, dude. What you got? Oh, man. 2021 was a crazy year. You know, still a little COVID lockdown or not lockdown or back to lockdown, you know. But there was some great music that came out. Uh, you know, a uh, little hometown stuff. I'm going to throw out that Dead Heat, uh, World at War, Stalk 13, Phil in Silence, False Confession, Resurrectionist. And I'm throwing in Retaliate number four because that came out in December of 2020, but it, it lived in 2021. So, uh, Dude, that's that's the best record of 2019, 2020, and 2020. Right? You know what I'm saying? What's up? What's up people? <laughs> Uh, that's a little hometown stuff. You know, I, through the pod, I fell in love with that tuning record, the, uh, a beacon, a beacon in impossible seas, you know, on indecision, you know, those guys fucking nailed that. I just love that record so much. Uh, you know, I, I gave them a little hard time here and there on the pod, but, um, I've also gushed about how much I love it too. So also the the free will all this time record on unity worldwide is just amazing you know they got the the, the guitarist to singing now um so it sounds a little bit different from their earlier stuff and when i say earlier stuff the stuff from 1989 <laughs> 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 but you know it's it's so good i'm just i'm so happy with that record and i gotta thank you and daniel for having me do homework for uh episode 152 where we did you know we we listened to that chisel record uh, retaliation that new one and you know oh my god i love that record so much i've played it non-stop since at least once a day since uh since since we did that episode or since we recorded that episode um i got two last ones they're both reissues the seven seconds of the crew that remaster sounds so damn good oh my god it's so good and that packaging did you did you end up buying one yeah i got it and also that one our best uh reissue oh okay okay yeah so well it deserves it because it's it's fucking fantastic um i can't wait to see them with the circle jerks in may so i'm really excited about that um and then my last one is the uh the, the joe strummer assembly record on dark horse um it's sort of a compilation of his work throughout his career so there's some live clash stuff and some mescalero stuff and then some solo stuff the only thing that's not on there is the is uh uh the latino rockabilly war stuff because i think it's a different like they couldn't get rights to it to to put out on the on this dark horse thing so um but you know i became a clash fan like later in life like in the late 90s probably 99 because i just missed the boat like i just i'm all like oh, it's not punk it's not punk enough or whatever and then like i finally got them um so when joe died in 2002 i was like right in the middle of my obsession of the clash um so you know in it but i was buying all the all the records and all the uh all their side you know mick and and, and joe's side project stuff so this is kind of a you know 
an amalgamation of his stuff alone. Um, it's so good. And the packaging is amazing and all that stuff too. So if anybody wants that, you should probably pick that up because it's great. And Dark Horse, I didn't know this, but Dark Horse Records is was is George Harrison's from the Beatles. It's his label. I had no idea about that. I did not either. That, yeah. ra- that rules. Yeah. So, I mean, George has passed away too, but um, yeah. Well, way to end on a downer, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to all the dead foos. <laughs> but yeah, no, 2021 was great. And having you help out with the podcast is always special. So cheers to 2022 and, and you helping out more, hopefully. Yeah. 2022 is going to rock, man. The new out of trust record. We got this thing almost ready. Um, thanks to you and Daniel writing a last song for us and uh, uh, at least lyrics for it. So we're really excited about it. We're going to track that hopefully Monday. Finally. Um, and uh yeah man i'm looking forward to that the the aggression reissue don't be mistaken that's that's going to be pretty rad um if it's anything like the seven seconds and that circle jerks record you know because it's all on trust trust records so those two packages were fantastic so this i can't wait to see what this is going to be and that's about it man well hell yeah joe thanks so much for uh for chiming in with their best 2021 yep I love the pod. Hell yeah. Love you. Love you, dude. All right. Now we have uh, someone that's helped us out on a Patreon episode before, but uh, first time on the main feed, we have Gall from Gorgoroth. Uh, Gall, thanks for joining us. All right. Doing a signature move again. Uh, Gall. Go ahead and uh, give us your best of 2021. What is, uh, what's the best thing of this year? Satan. Ah, I, I, I kind of thought you were going to say that. You know, Gall, uh, got a little pushback from having you on uh, the Death Metal Patreon episode. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are saying you're not down with hardcore, you know. So I, I just wanted to ask you a couple questions uh, for the people out there that are, are judging your character, man, that don't think you have the knowledge, that don't think you can step up to Dan Sant in trivia. So uh, can you name a band that was uh, that predated Never Ending Game? And, uh, you know, one of the members, at least one of the members is in Never Ending Game now. Freedom. Good God, man. That was kind of a deep cut. Good job, Gall. Also, uh, how about this, dude? A lot of people know Suicidal Tendencies catalog, but they don't take the whole ride. Are you a super fan, dude? What was the ninth Suicidal Tendencies LP? Freedom. Good God, man. You kind of got it going on, Gall. Shout out. Um... Do you want to expand on your your list? You just got Satan. Anything else you want to say to uh to wrap up the year? Gall, you still there? I got you on the line or what? No, sorry. I apologize. I was just gathering my thoughts. 
I hope everyone had a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, a Killer Kwanzaa, and of course, a fantastic Festivus for the rest of us. Keep doing what you're doing. I love it. I love you. I love Dan Sand. I love episode one, the legend, Joe Rivas. And I kind of even like Veg. See you next year, friend. All right, then. Thanks, Gall. We will uh, talk to you in 2022. And uh, thanks for doing this.